Hello, sci-fi and dystopian universe fans. My name is Jess, and this is CamCat Unwrapped. You've been listening to A Measure of Serenity by Brian Prosek, and today we have the author here with us for a virtual chat. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no, thanks for having me and w- welcome everyone. I'm so excited to have you here. Why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. So uh, so I'm a, a young adult, uh, mostly sci-fi dystopian author, uh, Measure of Serenity's my second book. And, uh, and it, by, my day job is a business attorney, so do uh, corporate transactional work. So quite a bit different from uh, writing a writing a science fiction novel, uh, but 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 I, but I like it. Both both uh, both different. Live in um, Columbus, Ohio, with uh, with my wife, and we have uh, two grown kids. Oh my gosh! Wow. So you're an attorney, you said. That's so crazy. What made you decide to get into dystopian YA sci-fi type no- novels? Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good question. So, so I've been a, a sci-fi fan since, since I was a little kid. So I used to, um, you know, watch sci-fi and movies on um, TV, and re, you know, read, re, read as well. But um, uh, so, so, so I've enjoyed it since then. I mean, I remember back uh, when, you know, when I was a kid, we, we didn't have cable. We had like, you know, four TV channels and you had to change <laughs> the antenna up top to change the channel. And, uh, you know, I'd stay up with my dad on friday night that was like the the uh at that time it was like horror movie or or sci-fi movie night on this one one station here in columbus and uh and so, so you know that started and it, and i even i had a i had a friend i remember that had all the um uh, the original star trek series uh so it's hard to find those on tv as reruns again when you only get three or four channels but he had them on um so not not of course you know it's now we have you know blu-ray dvd dvd you go back before that vhs but this was beta which was even a a um, type of tape before the the old vhs tapes and um and we had a player for that and he and i used to get together and we'd like watch all the old star trek um, oh, fine. but uh, so that, I don't know, I'm, I'm digressing here, but that's, <laughs> that, that's kind of, uh, the history of sci-fi and then, uh, it, it, and then, and I've always loved to write. So, uh, you know, I do that a lot as an attorney, but sure. uh, I like the, the novel writing, uh, more. And that, so the two kind of just went together and I decided to try my hand at a, at a sci-fi novel. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So have you always been in Columbus? So yeah, I, I grew up actually it's about an hour and a half uh, east of Columbus. So, uh, so so in the always in the area. I've always lived in Ohio. I went to Ohio State undergrad and law school. So so oh, pretty wow. much uh, tied to Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's very cool. And you even you said even law school in Ohio. That's very cool. Yes, yes. So a, a double Buckeye. So uh, if there are any Buckeye fans on here, OH. <laughs> and, and the response is IO. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So next time you say OH, I'll make sure I respond correctly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so you said sci fi. It sounds like it's always played a role so, in your life with, you know, Star Trek and, and all of those big shows being big back then. My dad and I, that's something that we used to watch together too when I was a kid, the old Star Trek. 
Uh, so that's very fun. Yeah. It sounds like something you've always been interested in. And then as far as your life as an attorney, do you feel like there's a lot of overlap? I know you said that you write a lot as an attorney and you write a lot as an author. Is there a lot of other overlap as far as those two worlds of yours colliding? Right. Right, right. Really? No, no not at all. And actually the writing, yeah. And the writing overlap is actually somewhat at a disadvantage because it's a completely different style of writing. I had to, you had to, so, so writing, uh, you know, drafting a contract, everything is, you say it as succinct as possible and, and non-descriptive. Whereas, you know, writing a novel, you got to, you know, make it come to life for the reader. So it, it was it's actually challenging to forget, you know, the legal writing to write uh, a story and then vice versa. When you go back to writing, drafting a contract or agreement, you have to, you know, switch the other way. So while that there's overlap there, it's uh, it, it makes it a little more difficult. Yeah, there's really not not anywhere uh, else other than um, the writing I guess itself. I had a really nice network and platform of of uh kind of um contacts from you know practicing law because you're you're meeting all kind of people so i had a good base to start with as far as trying to get see if there was interest in in my books and and right. getting out there in that that way so that that helped that's so nice and you had mentioned that this is your second book too what can you tell us about your other book yeah, so my first book was uh, The Brighter the Stars, another young adult sci-fi, and it's it's a pure science fiction. So it's uh, out, it takes place outer space, aliens in the future, it's oh, wow. you know, future Earth, and uh, so, so so it's it, yeah, it, it's more your kind of Star Trek, Star Wars type. <laughs> and then uh, A Measure of Serenity comes back to Earth, but it's a, a parallel universe. Right, uh, makes it kind of is the sci-fi part of it. Uh, but I would call it almost more of a dystopian. I, I sure. think you mentioned that oh, at yeah. the outset uh, than pure science fiction. So I think it might appeal to a lot more people than um, than the brighter the stars. Mm. And then I actually have a, then then uh, the sequel to the brighter the stars, uh, which is the darker the skies, uh, actually comes out like it's published by CamCat and it comes out uh, the first part of November. Oh, very exciting. So, yeah, that's pretty soon, too, because I believe this so, yeah. interview will be dropping in probably around October, beginning of October. So this is a perfect time to promote the darker the, the darker the skies. It's called. It. So, yes, the darker the sky. So, so check it out. The original yeah. the first book is the brighter the stars. So, yep. Yep. Oh, very cool. Very exciting. Um, well, you had talked a little bit about how you feel like this book you think will appeal to a larger audience just because it's not quite as Star Trekky and Star Warsy as um, yeah. the Bride of the Stars. Uh, but it's so interesting to me, and I've been so curious as to, um, you know, the story is from the perspective of a really young girl who is kind of trying, obviously feels a little bit out of place in her own world, and then is thrust into an even crazier situation as she enters this new universe. Uh, so what made you choose to write a story from this perspective of someone who presumably is so different from yourself? Right, right. Yeah, that's another good question. Um, so so the first, so I'll start with the brighter the stars is our my protagonist is a, is a young man. And, and, and it's kind of more of your classic 
traditional space opera with the, and the characters kind of, um, you know, predictable and, and fall in place uh, from that standpoint. So uh, with a measure of serenity, I wanted to do something different and even more challenging. So I wanted to switch the protagonist to a to a female character, and I wanted her to. Uh, I didn't want to um, make it a fantasy novel where you know she has some type of power, uh, you know, wizard type uh, skills or or even superhero type skills. So, but I wanted to give her something. Um, both a handicap and uh, something special. So I handicapped her with her kind of her social uh, awkwardness, struggles to fit in with her peers. She's kind of ahead of her. Uh, she's she's so intelligent. She's you know in cl classes uh, way ahead of uh, other people her own age. So all that throws her off. But her the flip side of it is is her genius uh, beyond genius ability and senses and and, and so that kind of gives the, the two kind of push and pull from that standpoint uh as far as then coming up with the character it's i think uh what would helped a lot was uh i have a daughter myself uh at the time i was writing it a teenage daughter and i've also coached uh, my daughter's soccer team since they were little like 10 year olds clear up through uh, seniors in high school, we had club soccer. So I was kind of around, I was around and, and saw the actions and interactions and uh, of these girls and how some would fit in and some wouldn't. And um, uh, since that gave me some a little bit of background as to how to um, write uh, Serenity's thoughts and actions and so forth. So that was really helpful. So all yeah. that kind of, so, so yeah, the original question is just kind of, wanted to do something different and, uh, and a little more challenging. Wow. That is so neat. I love that so much of, so much of serenity is inspired by your daughter. That's very cool. Um, and I think that it's really neat too, that you were able to take this character who again is, is very different from you and make her, make her very human, make her very relatable, give her flaws, give her, um, you know, something very, special about her and I think that everybody can kind of resonate with that which is something that makes this a really fun story to read just from any perspective anybody can relate to okay you know I might be really good at this I'm not so good at this and recognizing that and being able to kind of persevere and, and find your strengths in that too so um, I thought that it, that was one of the things that really stuck out to me especially in knowing that you were a, a male writing a female I'm always impressed with, I feel like, our CamCat authors um, writing from a perspective that they don't necessarily relate to, feeling like you guys always just make such diverse um, characteristics work for, uh, make make our, the characters very human. So it's very cool. Are there other ways in which you pulled from your real life to inform your story? Uh, I don't know so much because uh i'm not not so much uh obviously i don't have the uh genius ability that she has and uh i don't know anyone that does but i liked what you but one thing what i tried to do is and, and what you alluded to so i'm glad you people you and hopefully others pick up on it was the fact that that uh, you know her struggle was uh again socially but everyone especially i think teens young adults have some type of struggle and so I wanted them to be able to relate to her from that standpoint. 
uh, with their own struggles. But then at the end of the day, you know, as Serenity gets into this other universe and things even become more difficult for her, what she always perceived as, you know, a curse and something holding her back because, you know, her intelligence was would turn people off. It put her again ahead of her her peers. And uh, and, and so, she, so she thought of it as a curse. But at the end of the day, that's what ends up helping her and saving her and saving others and Earth. Right. Um, is that and, and, and so the the idea is that you know if if you you know push through while you think you know you you, you do have issues and struggles but at the but if you kind of push through at the end of the day uh, things can work out for the best absolutely yeah no I think that that is a really powerful message um, I yeah I think it, it it really is clear in the book and and I think resonates with a large audience that no matter what you do, as long as you push through. And, and to some degree, this is kind of something we were talking about um, with another one of our authors recently. Uh, having confidence is, you know, yeah. even if it's not something that you initially think is uh, a skill or something great about you, just having confidence in yourself and the belief that you can push through and solve any problem is is so important. And I think that, you know, in Serenity's, how, how the story wraps up. We are allowed to say spoilers, but, um, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just put a big banner that says spoiler alert or something. Gotcha. Um, so in the way that <laughs> yeah, the story yeah. wraps up with, with this dilemma, but serenity eight being able to, uh, essentially conquer herself in addition to, um, kind of resolving the the drama, I will say, to put it lightly, <laughs> to put it loosely enough that we can use it, um, resolving the, the 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 troubles in this new universe that she stepped into. Um, it is just very, very cool and I think a great message for um, anybody who feels like there, are, I think there are always two sides to every struggle too or to everything that we perceive as flaws, the thing that is, maybe not so great about it <laughs> and the thing that is really wonderful about it and being able to embrace the things that are wonderful about it is I think is something that serenity was able to finally do very well at the end of the book right because I, th I think initially we all focus on the the negative part like you say there's two sides and we all when it's, we're talking about ourselves, we always see the negative as the bigger part of it uh, and, and you're exactly right. It's just, it's kind of pushing through that, getting the confidence. Yeah. And I think you can see, as you picked up on Serenity, like slowly gains confidence throughout the, uh, throughout the story to where she's not the one getting led around. She becomes the, the leader. The leader. Yeah. That's yeah. very neat. So you had mentioned a little bit before about how different it was for you to, uh, have this attorney lawyer, contract writing brain and then have to write more thought out detailed things to be a story writer what was your whole writing process like okay yeah so i i start i think a lot like a lot of authors the big question do you, do you outline or do you not outline uh -huh. and i i start out uh so my my answer is yes and no <laughs> sure. um, so i always start out uh, with an outline, I could, whatever the the idea is, the idea, the the main character, and I do a really rough outline, and not necessarily even have uh, an exact ending to it. 
and then I start writing and and as, as I'm writing, things just develop. I mean, that's the best time as I'm, you know, I, I have to have at least some direction where I'm going, but then the ideas start flowing and where I want to go. And sometimes I end up getting uh, so much starts flooding in. I just start taking notes as to what I want to do and I'll stop writing and do another outline. So I'll outline from that point on and uh, again, start writing again. And, and so it'll change, you know, I might come up with kind of an ending by that point, but then as I write some more that could change. Sure. So it's kind of a process of outline, right, outline, right, probably, you know, it could be three or four different uh, changes and outlines and filling in as I am go- going along. So it's a really um, kind of, fl- I guess, a fluid process for me. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, one of the terms that um, I guess Colin Holmes had coined on our show a couple episodes back that I've just enjoyed is um, that he's a pantser. And we've had a couple of people say, oh, yeah, I'm a pantser, too, um, which is like someone who flies by the seat of their pants as they're writing. And it's always so interesting to me to hear, oh, I'm a, I'm a very strict planner or, you know, I'm a little bit more of a pantser. So it sounds like you have this nice combination of both where to some degree the story is kind of leading you in your direction, even though you have this idea of how you want things to be going. Exactly. Yep. No, that's, that's a great way to put it. And I love that <laughs> term too. So that's a great, that's I know a great it was term. very and fun. That, <laughs> and that's another difference again, in practicing law is there, everything really needs to be planned out, you know, what you're doing right from the start. Sure. And without a lot of uh, change, so so you can't uh, uh, you can't pincer as much. <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah. The, on that on that job, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, I I mean, you could. It just probably wouldn't be a very convincing argument. Yeah, I'm right. sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay. So then, you know, as we've said before, you know, you're an attorney. You've got a lot of experience as far as writing up these contracts, writing up, you know very straight to the point things. And then Serenity, you know, she's a young girl. She experiences this big trauma at the beginning of the book. And that kind of informs a lot of her decisions as well as she's going through this journey for herself and, and, and trying to, again, build confidence and, and figure out how to adjust to this new universe that she's in. Um, what kind of research did you have to do Um as far as her being a mathematician, as far as her being a young college student. Uh, it just seems like there are so many different elements here that, um, you know, at least for me, I wouldn't think immediately would come to, to mind as I was writing this or writing any book. So what kind of research did you have to do? So, yeah, I did a, yeah, a lot of academic research um, for this, um, a lot, lot, just trying to um, learn what, um, you know, someone with her abilities can and can't do in real life, you know, kind of like Rain Man, you know, but I wanted to take her beyond that. So I wanted to start with, uh, you know, what uh, um, th- that, that type of um, uh, person, like I say, uh, with that genius could do. And then, uh, but to cu- take it beyond that, I kind of had to come up with even more difficult, uh, whether it's um, equations, formulas, and so forth. So I'm researching down those paths. Then the other piece of it, then to try to put different um, uh, 
um, things into action in the book to show her ability, I'd, I'd have to like, you know, come up with something that would be like impossible for anyone else to do. So for example, the scene where the, she's timing up in her car and a deer coming towards the 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 car and she right. calculates exactly when it's going to get there i had to look up you know how fast does a deer run at top speed um wow. and, and you know then the speed you know, calculate that with the miles per hour of the car and kind of do that type of um uh again mathematical calculations or yeah. she has the distinct she can identify different sounds of engines so you know i had to look up what you know what are different sounds of engines or what sure. you know an inline six versus a v8 and so forth so those type of uh, uh academic type uh research questions uh then the other area was her sword fighting i know nothing about uh um sword fighting so i had to look that you know this all the terminology and stuff right. which comes in early in the book and then then later just to um uh, relate, you know, relate that to, for the, for the readers. So did some research, you know, along those lines. So that's kind of, uh, some geographic research because a lot of it plays on timing of when, uh, how long, you know, troops can get from here to there and, and how much time, uh, you know, her and the resistance have to do something. So, uh, geographic research from that stand, standpoint. Sure. Well, it sounds like you had to become somewhat of a mathematician yourself in order to write a character like this. And I love that you did some research on people who actually have maybe a little bit of, um, you know, more of an affinity towards math, a little bit less of a, a social ability uh, to inform that. I think that comes across so clearly because Serenity is, again, just such a um, a nuanced character. Uh, and I yeah. think it, the research that you did, it, it really is is very clear in the way that she's portrayed. So that was something that was really fun for me is is feeling like this is a real character. You're right. No, good. I'm glad you said it because yeah, because I wanted to bring her to life and I wanted it to again beyond what maybe anyone else would you know in real life could do, but yet make it believable. Right. So, yeah. Without you know, she's not. You know, she can't fly and you know, not <laughs> Superman or Superwoman, but uh, but right. Make make it give her something special, but believable. Sure. And yeah. which I feel like was probably such a daunting task, given the fact that this is a sci fi book and she is traveling between at least traveling between yeah. these two universes um, and having to experience something completely different than we experience in this world you know and at least this reality or at least that she experiences in her initial reality so i'm sure that it was you know just a really interesting thing to try and and keep this character feeling real when there are all of these other unreal elements that you're adding um speaking of bringing a character to life the uh audiobook when you heard the audiobook the narration for the first time she really she had such a a a perfect voice, this narrator. Um, did you, how, what was your experience like hearing it for the first time? Yeah, it was, it was, it was surreal because it was exactly what I was picturing, you know, and thinking, imagining as I was writing. And every time I read and reread the book and when I heard the, when I did the very first words out of the narrator, uh, I mean, she just did hit it spot on. And, um, uh, so, uh, 
so 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 yeah, I, I, it was it was perfect. And uh, and then as I continued through the uh, as I continued through the audio book, it just uh, it just it never changed. It was just perfect. It, you know, every emotion uh, that Serenity was feeling. You know, when I you know wanted her to be angry or uh, sad or upset, the narrator just hit it perfectly, which was really important since this whole yeah. story is told from her perspective. So. Uh, and the, and the, the narrator nailed the other characters too, uh, but you know Serenity being the, all the thoughts course, and so yeah. forth coming from her uh, made, made it really important. Yeah, well, so speaking of bringing this character to life and, and trying to make her real, and the voice that you heard in your head as you were listening to, um, or as you were trying to come up with her thoughts, what was your experience listening to the audiobook? Uh, how did you feel about Suzanne Elise Freeman's telling of the story yeah yeah when i first uh when I, when I heard just uh the first words i heard I, I i heard on on the book of serenity's thoughts was was just perfect it was surreal just listening to it because she portrayed serenity exactly as i had imagined as i was um uh writing and every time i read it uh myself uh at least just uh nailed it spot on and every uh, every emotion of Serenity, she, you know, when Serenity was angry, when she was sad, uh, it, the, the audio version is just perfect. And, and I've said that over and over to people that, you know, if they're, uh, you know, if they're not readers, if they're listening, uh, more of an audio type uh, person versus a versus the paperback to uh, that they'll love the audio version of A Measure of Serenity. Yeah. So the story is told from Serenity's perspective as well. When you were writing, did you feel like you were thinking as though you were Serenity? Or were you thinking, oh, I think Serenity would feel this way? Or, oh, I think Serenity would feel this? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think I'd like to answer it that, that I, I was thinking as if I was Serenity, because I think that's probably the best way to write but I can't say that I did I was I think I had to keep pulling my since I can't since I don't have her abilities I had to keep thinking you know what would she say and what would she do what would she think in these situations and so I, I think I found myself more coming up with you know how would she think or or say something sure um, yeah but yeah. versus that but um uh, but that, that that is a that was also a good point on the uh, on the audio version with the, you know the entire book uh, being from Serenity's perspective. I think it was important that that uh, the audio really nailed her uh, thoughts and actions and and um, feelings uh, perfectly. Yeah, and she did such a great job. I, I very I felt very immersed as I was listening to the audio book in yes. in Serenity's world yes. and. So it was very, very fun. Um, speaking of, you had mentioned also before that you had this image in your head that Suzanne Freeman was able to, to kind of, again, bring to life. Um, do you have, if, this has been a question that we have been asking a lot of our authors and it's one of my favorites. Um, if this were to be made into any sort of movie or TV series, do you have uh, an idea of casting in your head that you think would be great for all of your characters? So, yeah, that's a that's that, that's a tough one because yeah. as I'm yeah as, as I'm writing, I picture the person uh, sure. whoever I'm writing, 
and, and whether those pictures come from, you know, putting faces that you've seen on TV and stuff together uh, or not, you know, I don't know, but, but you have the picture, but then you go thinking about that, that type of question. Uh, and, and so then you start thinking who out there, you know, would have that look or that, those mannerisms right. and so forth. And, and I, I, I struggle with that, especially in this book, because, you know, I've, I have, um, cause serenity is, is so unique. Uh, so, so from her standpoint, um, uh, uh, I guess I, I, I had to do a little thinking about that. And the best person I could come up with was Addie Miller. She has, she's an unknown, but she, she's done some, um, she was in the walking dead okay. uh, and she's done a number of horror and sci-fi films. So that's what maybe what got me, you know, thinking of her, but, and, and she's blonde, which is sure. perfect, but I think she would look good. Uh, and be able to handle the redhead type too, because in, in here we'd have to have the same actress uh, playing her in, in two different different roles. That was right. that's who I the, the who I came up with on that standpoint. Sure. Um, some of the other characters are a little easier, like um, uh, like Isaiah. I picture him as uh, I can't say his name right. Ving Roms. He's in uh, Mission Impossible. The, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, and. Um, one of one of uh, Tom Cruise's uh, Ethan one of Ethan Hunt's uh, team members, and then like uh, Mr. Franklin, like John Voight would be perfect there. So there's a few characters like that I could picture, and they are kind of the the supporting actors and actresses uh, more easily. You know what? That's so funny you say that because you're not the first person to who said it's really hard to nail down as far as someone who would you would cast as the main character because they're so unique to you. Like that's your, your creation almost. And how do you put someone else's face to your creation? So I I totally get that. It makes a lot of sense that, you know, Um, for, for me, just as I was listening for whatever reason, and maybe because the um, little figure on the book makes me think of her. um, I don't know if you know Elle Fanning, uh, no. Okay. No. She's yeah. a blonde, um, beautiful ac- young actress. And for whatever reason, as I was reading and listening to the audiobook, I thought, I just, I picture her face so clearly. Yeah. So maybe she's an option too. Who knows? When, when this okay. book is put on option for movies, we'll have a whole, <laughs> a whole other discussion about yeah. it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So I'll have to look her up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Google it. <laughs> but, um, but it's true too. When Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, when you, it, it, then also when you're um, uh, reading other people's books, you, you just like you did, you start to develop your picture of who the main character uh, is. And, 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 and in that sense, when you're reading someone else's, you, I think you do start to like picture who would be the, the person to put in the role but it, it's funny because then a lot of, um, uh, you know, books that you see that are then uh, made, uh, turned into movies, uh, oftentimes the actor they get is not who I pictured and, sure. <laughs> uh, for, for, for the role. So it, it's, it is just funny how you, you develop your own unique, uh, 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 unique kind of idea or, or, or picture again in your yeah. mind with it. What, what they look like. It's almost like a, a, your unique connection to the character too. Yeah. I think also uh, kind of gives way to how you picture them. 
Like if you feel yeah. a really strong personal connection to, uh, to the character as you're reading or writing them, you probably imagine them to be a little bit more like someone who's maybe in your life already or someone who maybe even looks a little bit more like you. So that's really, uh, exactly. it's a really interesting psychological uh, yeah. phenomena. I wonder if there's yeah. anybody who's said or written anything on that. I'd yeah. be curious well, to know. Um, that'd as, be, right, right. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, because then the other, then the flip side of it. So, like for example, I watched the Hunger Game movies before I ever read the books, mm -hmm. and I went back read the book. The books were great, and, and th th that was one where the movie really followed the book. But then, but after seeing the movie first, I couldn't develop my own picture. I mean, it, sure. um, it, it was it was my. Um, always as the as Katniss you know you, you, right you, from the from the movie so so that's kind of a a little bit disappointing because you want to develop your own <laughs> picture but you, you, you yeah Jennifer Lawrence was the you know the only thing that came to mind that makes a lot of sense and you know what's so funny about that uh book and movie as well is I actually I read the just the first book um, before the movies came out, just because I think I'd heard about it from the movie promos, but hadn't seen any trailers yet. I just knew that there was a movie coming out. So I read the first book and the person who I, I pictured really clearly a completely different actress is Katniss actually. <laughs> so when the movie came out and it was Jennifer Lawrence, who's beautiful and, and did an amazing job, I was like, this is just not at all what I pictured. <laughs> Picture. Yep. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Um, I think I was pretty emotionally attached to the idea of this other actress doing it as well. Yeah. Um, and I was. They ruined it for you. Yeah. And I, I think I was, gosh, maybe 13 when the when the movie came out. So um, yeah. it's funny to think about how emotionally distraught I was by <laughs> something so <laughs> trivial. Uh, but. You know, as far as other stories go, um, The Dark of the Sky, as you said, is coming out very soon. We've talked a little bit about, um, is there any sort of sneak peek that you can, or give us any any sort of teasers you can give us about that book? Yeah, so... Um... Uh, so, so the bright, the bright of the stars, uh, it had a good, it kind of had a solid ending, but left then something new that you could pick up for a, for a sequel. Sure. And, um, and actually said that was the very first, I'm getting, I'll get off topic a little bit since Great. that was the very first book I'd written. Um, you know, I just, I ended it and just threw in the kind of the, the, the last scene to potentially have a sequel, but I had no idea what the sequel would be about, or even if I'd write one. And that was, you know, cause kind of, that was just my book and maybe that would be the end of it. So that was one where I had to then when I decided to do a sequel was um, completely, you know, started come up with it from, you know, from start to, to finish, but as eight, but it, it picked up kind of really nicely then where the first one, left off so it it kind of just continues through um um th through kind of the, again the space odyssey the life of yeah. uh, of jake and it, and then his cohorts his uh uh um cow and his and cow's sister diane um and who jake and diane have the, the romantic thing going but um so, so it, it kind of flows through that but i will say that so the ending of it uh, clearly, I guess the sneak peek is that it's, it leaves you completely like needing to see that because I, I I have the third and final book planned out. Uh, I haven't started to write it yet. Oh, that's but in, exciting! In the trilogy, 
and and so it 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 does end where you kind of like uh, there better be another one or I'm going to be upset <laughs> type th- type thing and leaves you leaves you kind of hanging. So uh, so I guess that's the the, the sneak peek. But uh, but I'd say you still got to read it. Still a great you know fun. It's it, it's again those the brighter the stars are really fun read. They're just kind of a lot of action, space action, and and adventure. And uh, so so again just just fun sci-fi read. So I. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it, and then I and again the the third one I think everyone will uh, really like because it'll kind of bring everything back to a uh, full circle for Jake and uh, and his life. Oh, that's always so fun. I love when books just feel like they came full circle. All the loose ends are tied up, and it feels like a really yeah. solid ending. So I'm excited that the yeah. third book will, will bring that resolution for people. Yeah. Um, so Brian, before I let you go there are two more questions that i have for you the first yeah. being what are you reading right now okay so right now i'm reading um um the uh, gunmetal gray that's the I think the sixth book in the gray man series oh. so uh, I, I don't know if you know these are action but so i like I, I like reading anything but uh you know, action is one thing and I don't know if you know, back to our other question, that there's just a movie, The Gray Man, just came out. Okay. Um, just like in the last month. Yeah. And so these books, these books, I just found them. I didn't even heard of them. Uh, but they, they started like back in 2009. Um, um, Mark Grinnery, I think, if I say his name right, uh, is the author. And I think there's like 11 gray man uh books and so i thought well it, it says action i'll try the first one i really liked it and i just got into them so now i just can't stop i just i'm kind of binging uh oh, binging fantastic. on them and about I, when i was about to the fourth book um i see the trailer for they're making a gray man movie from uh which just coincidence i just yeah. now started to read them and and here and of course i watched the movie it was great um but nothing again the actor wasn't anything like i pictured, pictured? <laughs> the gray man <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, so that's what I'm in, into right now. So I'm in book six. I have about five more, I think, and then I'll get on to get, get on to something else. Sure. Wow. Well, that's very funny that it happened to get picked up around the time that you started reading it. Yeah. I definitely, when you said Gray Man, I was like, oh, why does that vaguely ring a bell, even though I can't really picture it? And I think I see, yeah. must have seen something for the movie, uh, maybe the trailer or some sort of promotional material yeah. that has been out for it. So yeah. I, I'm That's vaguely probably. familiar just with the concept, but not so much with yeah. the story. Um, yeah. But very yeah. cool. I love that that worked yeah. out so perfectly for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. But, but I try to switch genres and I try to read, I try to read as uh, many of our fellow CamCat authors because they, everyone, they're, they're so, they're, it just amazes me when I read yeah. one of our a CamCat authors book that I'm in the same, uh, with the same publisher. It's like, <laughs> these guys are above me um, oh, because they're, they're all so good. So yeah, so I try to switch back and forth between, you know, the, the genres, CamCat authors, other authors, and, you know, just to keep it. Just to keep, you know, what's out there and, and, and to hear just different tastes. Sure. Well, I don't think anybody is above you. I really enjoyed this book as I enjoy reading all of our CamCat authors. It's been so much fun for me. And like you said, everyone is so vastly different, too, as far as what they do. Yeah. I'm always stunned by our editors because they just are so easy. Yeah. It's so easy for them to jump between genres. And, yeah. and uh, it's yeah. so fun for me to then be in the audience of that and 
know a little bit of what goes on behind the scenes, but I couldn't imagine being an editor and all of the, the different types of things you have to be familiar with and the different genres that you have to just have an innate knowledge of in order to be an effective editor and almost sounding board for an author. So it's very fun right. to, to read our CamCat books and to know about the brains behind it is it, it's very fun. Yeah, yeah, it astonishes me the, the things the editors at CamCat pick up and and you know, wow, I can't I how did I miss it? Or I never even thought of that. <laughs> what a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. There there's some pretty cool people on our team. Super, super grateful oh, yeah. for them. Um, so Brian, again, before you go, where can we find you? How what's the best way to keep up to date with what you're up to, to maybe any social media presence that you have that we can find? How do we find you? Yeah. The, be the best way is by through my website. So www.briankprosac, so B-R-Y-A-N-K prosac.com. And from there, you can sign up for my newsletter. You can see, you know, you can links to the books, to the CamCat site, to buy the books, uh, what I'm doing, blogs, uh, and then links to my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So everything uh, is on there. So that would be the, the best and easiest way to kind of find everything. Amazing. Well, Brian, thank yeah. you so much for yeah. joining us on the show. It's been so fun to chat with you. Right. Yeah, thank you. And one, one more real quick, yeah. just as a as a blurb. So I do. There will be a sequel to A Measure of Serenity. So oh my I have gosh. that planned out, too. So if you without giving it away, you know, the ending kind of leaves you, As the, you know, which way does she go? Yeah. yeah. So that'll so that'll get resolved in the in the sequel. So um, I just wanted to throw that out. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And for our listeners at home, you can find A Measure of Serenity and very soon The Darker the Skies on our website, camcatbooks.com. It's available in audiobook, ebook, and print formats. And you can find CamCat Unwrapped on all major podcasting platforms, or you can watch us on our YouTube channel. And make sure you follow us on social media at CamCatBooks. Thank you so much for tuning in and unwrapping another one of our books to live in with me. My name's Jess. And I'll see you guys next time here on CamCat Unwrapped.